0: Hey, folks, Professor Justin Dion from Western New England University School of Law. Again, just uh, talking a little bit about different aspects of the bar exam. And today I'm actually going to talk about the bar application. Uh, One of the common uh, questions and inquiries I get from students really has to do with the application process to apply to take the bar exam. As I said in er in an earlier podcast, although... The bar exam, many states have adopted a uniform bar exam. Uh, The applications to sit for the bar are still unique and state specific. So for example, Massachusetts and Connecticut are both uniform bar exam states. So the score that you achieve on the bar exam in one state will carry over to the other. But the application to sit for the bar is uh, different Um, so you don't have one form that will cover all states you've got to apply for each state Uh, traditionally students will pick the state that they intend to practice in uh, complete the bar application for that state take the bar exam in that state and then if they uh, score high enough uh, on the bar and they decide to move their score to another state they can do that but they have to complete another bar application for the new state. In some states, it's abbreviated, it's a little shorter, and most importantly, each state is is gonna do its own um, uh, character and fitness evaluation. Being an attorney means handling very important aspects of individuals' lives, uh, money, property, real estate, um, or if you are um, uh, involved in criminal law, then actually someone's life and liberty. Uh, So, it's very important for the state to make sure that it only licenses individuals who not only have the academic wherewithal to be an attorney, meaning they've passed the academic component of the bar, but that that same person is trustworthy and not going to harm the public, not going to uh, steal money so there are a lot of questions that are asked on the bar applications most states are going to ask uh, basic demographic questions name and address and phone number they will then typically ask about your Um, educational uh, history so where you completed your undergraduate training where you completed your law school training Um, they're gonna ask specific questions about your law school experience so were there instances where you were uh, ever reprimanded or put on probation or punished for any actions Uh, it it could be um, uh, from cheating to other honor code violations They're going to ask a lot of questions about your employment history. Uh, So uh, for many states, that includes every place you have ever worked uh, since turning 18. Some states will limit it just to the past 10 years, but they want to know what you've been doing with your life, where you've been employed. And in fact, many states will require that you send a notification to your past employer to let them know you are sitting for the bar, and to ask the bar examiners for any information your past employer may have about you that calls into question um, your ability to be truthful. So if you were fired from a job for a theft, uh, not only do you need to report that, but your past employer might decide to contact the bar examiners and let them know that that was the case. And there's a good chance the bar examiners are then going to contact you and, and want to ask you specific questions about the incident. Uh, they're also gonna ask about your criminal past. Uh, so it can range from everything from parking tickets and speeding tickets in some states, all the way through obviously more serious criminal actions. Many of the bar applications don't limit it to convictions, but also will ask you about any time you have been investigated for a crime, even if no charges were filed. Um, States vary a little bit on how that applies to juveniles and whether or not your record was sealed. The best advice I can give anybody applying for the BAR is to disclose. Uh, I will tell you that the BAR examiners have a lot of tools at their disposal and will do a pretty thorough inquiry of your background. The worst scenario is you complete your BAR application And you're not sure whether or not you should put something on or whether or not the language of the question requires you to do so. So you choose not to disclose it in your bar application and then the bar examiners find it and um, it, it then suddenly becomes something that's worse in many instances than if you had just disclosed it. At the outset, because it looks to the bar examiners like you are engaging in, um, in improper conduct or lying now, um, which to them is more troubling than even if you had done something where you had been dishonest in the past, but at least disclosed it to them. So, uh, the, the best advice I give to all my students is. Disclose, disclose, disclose. When in doubt, disclose. Uh, It is best to put it out there and read the questions that they are asking you on your application broadly. If there's any doubt, put it down. It's better to um, over-disclose than under-disclose. And as I said, in most instances, by you over-disclosing, It has no negative consequence. The bar examiners just simply skip by it and continue looking at the rest of your application. But when you under-disclose and get caught, that's when it's a, a more serious problem. The other thing that's interesting is each state has, again, its own methodology for determining someone's character and fitness eligibility to practice law. So, some states are notoriously difficult if you have um, any uh, criminal convictions or if you've ever served time, uh, even if it's unrelated to, to truthfulness, um, that can be a major obstacle to you getting your, your bar license even if you pass the bar. Um, other states take a much more liberal approach to it and, and frankly want a diverse uh, bar of lawyers, some of whom who have, who have had legal issues and in fact some lawyers who have had criminal issues in the past can be some of the best advocates uh, for their clients because they know what it's like to have gone through the system and and been in prison. So some states are again more lenient or liberal in regards to your specific past. Again, really it's up to you to do some due diligence and uh, you can figure out uh, fairly quickly Uh, which states are more difficult or conservative and which states are more liberal. And uh, if you live in a region in which you have a couple of states close together and you're trying to decide which state to apply to the bar for, that might be a tipping point if, in fact, you have um, a background that has some blemishes. You may want to look at the states you're thinking about practicing in And you ultimately may choose to apply to sit and and be a member of a bar in a particular state because it may be more welcoming uh, to the fact that your past was not perfect. Uh, But it is something certainly worthwhile to to look at and evaluate. And uh, it's a major decision when you're deciding uh, not only to go to law school, but obviously to, to uh, apply to be a lawyer in a state and to apply to a, to sit for the bar. And you want to make sure that you are doing that, um, you know, correctly and, and with a lot of thought that you've put into it. So just something to think about. But the takeaway from, uh, from today's quick podcast talk is, Uh, the bar application is is thorough it takes all generally a a long time to complete and fill out they're going to require you to do a lot of homework and investigation into yourself in order to report certain things but when in doubt disclose put it on there and ultimately let the bar examiners know about anything that might be an issue so they can evaluate it from the outset because if you don't list it and they find it Um, then it generally can become a much bigger problem for you than if you had just listed it initially. Uh, But otherwise, uh, have a great day, and uh, we'll catch you next time.